Good evening, So the uh, the title, I hope, is uh, something that's of interest, but it also indicates that um, we have to go slowly because the lay of foundation, you know, has to be done with, with care and uh, good caution. So. Uh, Let's try to do this in a very calm, relaxed manner, the best we can. I want to start uh, going back to the Sephardi that we touched on last week. And another part of it that um, we didn't even bring in. Uh, where the Torah is describing, according to the Sephardi and the Parsha Shlach, another situation where Person is being pulled very powerfully in not a good direction. Describes it as um, going in a way that is even taking his intelligent neshama away from the path of eternal life to a path of uh, quite the opposite. The end, and he's aware. And what is what is pulling him here? The desire for honor, desire for wealth, even in dishonest fashion, or um, other desires that a person has already placed his eyes upon, which we could simply imagine as was included in the prohibition of the Torah against a desiring what belongs to another person, their possessions, their uh, marital partner. It can be all kinds of desires a person has that um, he's not yet actively engaged, but being pulled in that direction very powerfully. I don't know if we want to envision ourselves in that kind of a situation. Maybe it's still easier to envision somebody that we care a lot about who's going in that kind of direction and we want to help them. But uh, if we can envision ourselves even, maybe that has a place where there's powerful forces that play that are pushing aside the function of the intellect person is going in a direction that he knows is self-destructive for the sake of gaining honor, sake of gaining wealth, even in a dishonest fashion. And the Torah presents a, a solution, an antidote, a way to stop this. So it will be very worthwhile to try to understand it as best we could a little bit. And the Torah says, by seeing the tzitzis that a person has on his garments, which is the sign, the seal of the master, Hashem, a person will remember, can remember that he is the servant of Hashem, who as part of the Jewish nation, 
accepted the mitzvahs of the Torah with an oath and with consequences that come with veering off. He is accepted. We have accepted as a nation to be the servants of Hashem in the most full, complete way. He'll remember this is who he is. He's the servant of Hashem. And that can empower the person to arrest this powerful force and turn away, turn back. Just set it all down. I'm not going to try to explain how this could happen, you know, quickly or through just something seemingly so small as seeing it sits. Just the basic concept of person remembering he's the servant of Hashem, who as part of the Jewish nation accepted the mitzvahs in a full, complete way. How can we understand how this could give a person um, the power to overcome these drives that were not being um, prevented by even the most basic morality and even the most uh, basic danger to oneself, spiritual, real spiritual danger, taking himself away from everlasting life to the ways of avadahin, just termination, and, and shoving all that aside. So what is contained in person remembering he is the servant of Hashem? Is that something that a person can relate to as somehow more powerful? Or what is the nature of it that it can be more effective than knowing that morality, that theft is forbidden, that these things he desires are, are not good to pursue, that he's entering into a very dangerous place? seems like there's something contained in that awareness. I am the servant of Hashem that could get him out of this, out of this really not good situation. So it cannot just be simply, I am not allowed to do this. I'm the servant of Hashem. I'm obligated to serve Hashem. The person knows he's obligated not to steal. It's basic morality. He naturally does not want to do anything that's going to be self-destructive. But the pull towards that honor, glory, money, other desires is functioning so powerfully. So there has to be something that could overpower it, undermine it, somehow get him out of there. What is, what is the magic that's going to get him out of that very bad state? How does this question sound on the right side? Does this make sense, this question? Um, if, any, if anybody has an answer, I definitely want to hear it. And hopefully we'll have enough time. And if we don't, we can... Let's say somebody just joined like a minute or two ago. Is it possible that they could have like a quick update on what the question was? 
Is that irresponsible? But they're also on video, so maybe like to get extra credit. <laughs> Again, Sephora says that um, uh, the Torah advises us, gives us this method of um, overcoming powerful drive that can cause a person to pursue honor and wealth even through dishonest means. And that can be stopped. Tachlu is a lesson of stopping. I can be arrested by remembering I am the servant of Hashem. Who, as part of the Jewish nation, accepted the Torah in the fullest, complete way, with an oath, with the Allah. Now, it's important to note that this wasn't even something that I accepted personally. I'm part of the Jewish nation who made this acceptance. So it relates to me in a very deep kind of a way. I'm part of this nation that made that acceptance. It's not like I could feel like, oh, I gave Hashem my word, and now I'm going to break my word to Hashem. I didn't personally, maybe this contained in my daily life, some kind of acceptance, but that's not what's being referred to. It's referred to what Claudius Stroll accepted at the beginning of our history. So it's just a matter of, this is an obligation. How can I um, violate my obligation? I would say, why is this more compelling than the basic moral obligation not to steal? That's any human being could, could know and be held accountable for. And how can it be more powerful than the awareness that I'm taking myself, my spiritual identity, from the path of everlasting life to the opposite direction? I, I could know that I'm going in a direction that is, that is fraught with very grave danger, but that could all be shut down, it could all be shut out. What happens when a person makes bad choice that's he senses the bad shorts. The intellect is put aside, like Abdeslo describes. The person has that power to put aside the intellect. So this is something that's going to cause it to resurface in full strength. Say, no, this, this makes no sense what I'm doing. So the other factors were not powerful, not effective. What is it about? Remembering I'm the servant of Hashem. That's going to pick me up above all of this that is that has taken me over. I'm sure if you ask that person, you'd say, I'm just doing what I gotta do. I'm not a bad guy. I just gotta have this. So how is that changing? By remembering I am a servant of Hashem. Now the truth be told, that the whole aspect, the whole label of a servant of Hashem may be one that's not so easy to even be comfortable with in the first place. For many of us, the association is one that we rather try to avoid as best we could. The servant conjures up the natural association and feeling about it of I'm serving Hashem, it's for Him, I'm subservient, I'm dominated, I'm controlled, I have to give up myself. 
even though we know intellectually that we're not giving anything to Hashem, Hashem does not need us, but the association of master and servant is commonly, um, you know, not of such a comfortable nature. You can find very good, sincere people that don't really want to go there in relating to themselves as the servant of Hashem because it doesn't make them feel good. So, of course, the first step would have to be the accepting of those feelings. Just observe them, let them pass, not be totally controlled by it. But self goes self. Or you could just listen to one of the earlier shirim that already addressed this point. <laughs> I'll try to save time. We're all good. You know, all good. So, so, um, yeah. So, um, it's not a simple matter in the first place to have a really you know, good connection to that. And then, but then, even even without this challenge. There's the, there's the need to understand how is this, um, how is this going to be of such a uh, force, of such a assistance that I can, I can get out. So how does that question sound to you? Is it a valid question? Okay, great. So, last week we touched on something which uh, has a place, which is the awareness of my own great chashivas, great exalted position, nature of being worthy, of being called, and being given that distinction of servant of Hashem. The greater the master, the greater is the place of the servant who was brought close by that master, was given that title to be a servant. There is a place for that and a good place for that. As we saw in the Mishnah Sabari regarding has such a distinction of closest to Hashem and Evan also has that aspect. But I'd like to try to pursue it of including a fuller understanding of what that service is really all about. Because this is just, you know, the title. Evan of Hashem, I'm associated with Hashem. Okay, I'm a being of greatness. I don't want to tarnish that. I don't want to act in contradiction to that. Lower myself to something lowly. We can, we can understand how that could be helpful. But even from the Sephardim, it doesn't seem like that's the totality because he talks about we will makabal Hashem as a mitzvot. There's a certain kind of a, of a acceptance that we accept it as a nation. We accept it to carry out that, that, that mission of Hashem. So I think it's worth trying to look at it with an understanding of that mission, understanding what that service is really all about. And I think that can help us in uh, embracing this title, this identity of ethic. And which will also help us understand the mission. Another sort of um, awakening um, line that's, you know, 
would be good to try to uh, able to explain in this context is what we find in the Bein of Bachye, uh, in the Parashat on the Pasuk, of, uh, to attach yourself to Hashem. He says that an ordinary servant, even if the, the master is good to him, even if he's very loyal, would still rather be free. The Torah is telling us that we shouldn't want to be free of the service of Hashem. We should attach ourselves to Hashem because that service is the true freedom. That's all he says. Service of Hashem is true freedom. So there's somebody who needs to be understood. Well, what is freedom? And in what sense is the service of Hashem the true freedom? So hopefully we can bring that on board as well. So I guess, you know, if we want to lay a foundation, Sharm talks about Yisoy de Chasidus, and if it's for what the Bein Bahai calls freedom, the service of Hashem is true freedom, so it would be worthwhile just laying out the foundation and not, um, not to worry if um, we heard it before. It's good to be able to See if we can be comfortable with this. Can we embrace it? Can we identify with it? Can we identify ourselves with it? Of course, where do we start? We start with the most basic starting point. <laughs> all, the, all the way back, 5,782 years plus. The creation. As we've described it, 5,782. The creation. What is the starting point of the creation? What is at the starting point of creation? Only one thing. The attributes of Hashem of kindness. Hashem's desire, which is of his midas, which is all we can know of Hashem. Can I know Hashem's true essence? We only know how he relates to the world from the very inception of its starting point, its creation. His, Hashem's desire, Hashem's plan to bestow kindness of himself to a created being. And um, of course, if this is Hashem's kindness, then what will be that desire? How much kindness will Hashem, does Hashem want to bestow with the creation? Of course, nothing less than the maximum that it'd be possible to bestow. So Hashem's purpose in creation is to bestow the maximum good, the maximum kindness that can be received by a created being. Okay, uh, how will that be accomplished? Where is that good to be found? What is the system whereby Hashem can bestow the maximum kindness to a created being? Or Hashem's kindness will come to that created being? So, of course, Ramchal teaches us that that maximum good is only found in Hashem himself. 
Hashem is the true good, the true completion, the true perfection. <coughs> and of course, the created being cannot become Hashem himself. So what's, what system must there be? Can there only be? And it will be possible somehow for the created being to have a true connection to Hashem and in that way be able to derive the, the good, the pleasure, the maximum benefit that will come from Hashem himself to the created being in the manner that is possible for it to come. What is at the, at the core of that? At the created being, that's, that's man, will be given the means to liken himself to Hashem so that he'll be able to have true connection to Hashem. And through that, to receive that greatest possible good that can be given to the created being. Which of course includes that he must be the true creator of that good within himself to be like Hashem, whose good is of himself. So it must be through the person's efforts and choice to liken himself to Hashem, to forge that connection, of course, with Hashem's help, so that he will then be able to receive the ultimate good that Hashem wants to give. This is Hashem's purpose in the creation. This is the system whereby it can be accomplished. Okay. Now let's try to understand what is the person's role in that? What is his definition in that? Is the person's true definition just the recipient? The one to receive the address to where Hashem's good will come? And he has to also, um, you know, make it possible, do his part, that it should be possible. I think if, if you know, we will be left to our, our own understanding, he might think that as being valid. That a person is given means to connect to Hashem. And through that, he will be worthy and conditioned and making that connection and the good of Hashem will come to him for eternity. And Hashem's purpose will be achieved. But it seems from the Ramachal, the Hashem, that's by, of all places, by the midst of Tzitzis, that that is not sufficient. That is not the real true definition of the system. That this whole system as, as amazing, as beautiful as it is, has a foundation that it's resting upon. Not that Hashem wants to bestow maximum good. He gives a person a lot of methods, how to connect to him, then connects to Hashem, he receives the good. Nope, that's not how it works. The way it works is, Hashem hands over to the person this mission, this goal, this beloved desire to give him that maximum good and gives him ownership of it 
in the process. And that's what's called being the servant of Hashem. He is first seen as being worthy of being given this mission because he has enough to be able to appreciate. He can, he can have enough of an understanding. Jewish people have within themselves the quality of bestowing kindness. So they can appreciate Hashem's kindness to be worthy of being defined as entitled as Hashem's trusted servant, Hashem's emissary, Hashem's agent, but not just as acting for Hashem, but given it, handed over to them to now be the ones to bring it about as if it was their own. That's the Lashon Ramchal. It's Hufkar Biyad. Nimsaloi Hatachlis Hazeva Hufkar Biyad. I can only guess that the reason is because that is also needed for the process, like he himself says, that that's why it could work. Because they've been brought to such a position from the very outset as being entrusted to be the ones to produce the kindness of Hashem. So that way they are like Hashem from the very beginning. They're going to be the ones who will be acting on Hashem's behalf, as being in charge with this, as being in mission, as being entrusted with this. It's like ours to do. It's not just we will do the necessary actions. We're going to take it on to bring about Hashem's plan. And that acceptance, that, under, that recognition of ourselves as the one to do it, and being entitled and being so empowered, and so entrusted with it, entrusted, not just that we have it, that we are, we relied upon. Only much I can give for this is great king who for many years acted as also the general that led his nation's army because he was so courageous so fearless and so dedicated to his people, so beloved by his people, deciding that there's now come the time that he needs to remain in more the backgrounds and the strategizing of the, of the plans. And he, invites and and gives as the mission to his most courageous, most skilled, and most similarly beloved general officer to be now the commander of the entire armed forces to protect the country and to save the country and to save the world. That, that's, that is the servant of the king, the one who's being given the care of the preservation of the country because he has all the abilities to do it. And because he is enough like the king that he can be given that mission. That's what is the title of Ever Hashem. Ever Hashem is the one who's been 
given because he has that appreciation, enough appreciation of what the, the king wants to accomplish, that he could then be so closely connected as to be given the, the charge to bring about the king's mission, the king's kindness, the infinite kindness. He himself doesn't have a power of infinite kindness. He can only know about it in the master. But he is close enough and he appreciates it enough to dedicate himself to it. And we as a nation valued it enough to give ourselves over to it in a complete way and become thereby so close to be the Amashem, to be the Avdeshem, to be the one who is able to bring out Hashem's purpose because we have that innate connection already that was seen within us, offered to us, which we undertook in the fullest complete way, and that is still within us. So we are the Eved to bring about Hashem's plan and desire of infinite kindness. Just tell me, somebody that knows that of themselves, is it possible to add honor to him? Is there anything that could add? Is there any wealth that could add to that wealth? Is there anything material that could add to that of being the one who is so close and so uplifted and so already connected as to be the one to bring about Shem's plan of infinite kindness and entrusted with it for himself and who knows how much? Maybe the world, directly at least. <clears throat> so I think we could see how, at the very least, the very first step, it's like if somebody could remember how that will happen, I'm not so sure. But if somebody could truly remember who he truly is, what his true identity is, then there will no, won't be room for anything being added to that. But it's more. Because all this can only happen when that's forgotten, when the person is, is lacking. But let's hold this. Let's go step by step. A person knows that he is given the mission of producing Hashem's kindness. Then how will he look at these powerful pulls of desire for honor, of desire for wealth, desire for other enjoyable things of the world, very attractive things. He will look at them for what they truly are, just as the opportunity to face that challenge, to overcome that challenge. She will not be overwhelmed by them. He'll be able to look at it and say, oh, here's my opportunity to use the inner spiritual strength that I have to come close, to achieve the purpose of my, that great purpose of my existence and the great goal of Hashem's purpose 
by my facing this challenge and overcoming this challenge. And the more challenging it is, the more closeness it's going to create of me to Hashem and thereby achieve that purpose. So as powerful as the pull is, will only be like a golden opportunity to resist this pull and thereby overcome the barrier of closeness to Hashem, to choose honesty over all that attractiveness, to choose morality, to choose Kedusha over all that attraction that might be out there. And that will be accomplishing my mission. Here it is in front of me. Here is the battle. Here is that valiant soldier who has been chosen for that battle. And here it is for me to accomplish, even in an instant, my, my life's purpose. So then will not be overwhelmed for me. On the contrary, it could be embraced. But it goes even further, of course, because then the person will know, well, why is this drive exist altogether? What is this really all about? Why is this even in my world? <laughs> Who made this? Where is this coming from? What's this, what's this really all about? Does it have any real innate existence of its own self? No, it's only creation of Hashem. The traction, the pull, is all just a make-believe power <laughs> that Hashem has made as an opportunity for me. So then, <laughs> then it has no control. Because I know that's all that it is in the first place. It was only made by Hashem to be in my life situation as the means to use it for that. It's not just that it's here and I can use it. That's why it's here. That's all that it is, is to be here, to meet the overpowered. Well, once I know that's why it's here, it's not so powerful anymore. And of course, it goes even further. Because once I remember my true identity, which is of such a great, exalted nature, such an amazing nature, such a beautiful nature, then the basic causes of that powerful need are essentially taken away. Because where is that drive for honor coming from? I don't feel honor. I'm lacking in honor. I need something to give me a feeling of greatness, upliftedness. I need something else in my life to give me a sense of accomplishment, of achievement, of value, of pleasure. Oh, I need these things. So now I realize I don't need them. I have so much better. I have so much more honor already within me. And there's no lack. I'm not lacking. If I remember who I am, I cannot be lacking on it. I am... Besides that I'm full with the peak, I'm definitely not lacking. I have a good amount. Maybe, of course, the maximum I could possibly have, I could just become more and more. I'm not going to be overwhelmed by a pull of worldly pleasure. I'm on a path for much greater pleasure forever. So I can have a little patience. But it's all being seen through the lens of what is Hashem doing? And how am I connected to that? I am the servant to bring it about. And then that means that I'm going to be accessing 
all my true innate abilities. Because what are my true innate abilities? What does what, what my makeup really consist of? Likeness to Hashem, but it's in the potential spaces. So what will be true, free, true freedom? The ability to access all your innate greatness, all your innate ability with nothing holding it back. Well, if I try to do it on my own, I won't have the fullness of the motivation for it. Because it's just what I could sense. It could be a good amount, but it won't be as much as it could possibly be. But when I'm trying to access Hashem's kindness, to connect to Him, then it's limitless. Then there's a, there's a drive for it that could enable me to bring out the fullness of my innate ability, the closest to Hashem, to achieve His purpose of ultimate good. So what could, what could be more powerful than that? To achieve Hashem's infinite kindness, or how will that be achieved by, by my connecting to him with everything that I have within me? That will be my true freedom. Will there be any external forces that will control me, that will rule over me, that will hold me back from it? They won't hold me back from it. So that recognition of that role, that exalted identity of who I truly am is what will free me from everything that's limiting me, enable me just to look deeper, find more. So uh, maybe we could see how this really could help. Now, the real test is going to be we could find something in our, our life that we can apply this to. Like I said before, I hope that none of us are facing any kind of challenge of this nature, but even maybe a smaller one. That you know is uh, not easy, but we could try to use that focus on our identity, our true identity. That, that we undertook because we have an appreciation of kindness, of Hashem's kindness. And now we are charged with bringing about Hashem's infinite kindness. Well, can we see, Rabbi Sai, how this awareness could be our focus in everything that we're doing in life to bring about the infinite kindness of Hashem that only we could do? Do we see how this could explain that line in Sosasharim to what we have to place our gaze and our aspiration in everything we're doing in our life? And that it won't be for a personal selfish means of just grabbing pleasure, but it'll be to bring about Hashem's kindness. And that will be so beautiful, so amazing, that it will be a adequate motivation, it'll be the most powerful motivation more than our own reception of it. Just to bring about Hashem's infinite kindness that we can appreciate. That that could be our focus, whatever we're doing. Because whatever we're doing that can be for that purpose, will achieve that purpose. And then we'll be living a life that is integrated. And one of good freedom from anything else overpowering us.
then maybe we can get a glimpse of what uh, Chazanish is talking about. When a person comes to have some awareness of Hashem, everything else becomes meaningless. <laughs> everything else is just vanished in the, in the presence, in the momentary presence of being with Hashem and his kindness and his greatness and his love and his closeness to us. And his lifting us up to be so close to him from the very outset we embraced just within us. Okay. I think I can pause here. I, I apologize for the length of this uh, delivery. And I, uh, and I appreciate your patience as I said. I commend it. I, uh, I'm amazed by it. <laughs> but if there's any... Uh, any, any kind of reaction whatsoever, uh, you're welcome to share it. Um, no. <laughs> That's the most uh, eagerly appreciated. And if anything wasn't totally clear, you can, you know, gladly request uh, some kind of a, a review. <laughs> but try to be specific if possible. I got a question. Okay, please go ahead, Gary. How does all that tie back into tzitzis? Oh, because the Sephora is saying that the tzitzis is like the sign of the king on his servant. Shibur uh, describes it like if a king gave his servant a special medal to wear, that's the sign of his connection to the king. It would be his greatest honor, greatest glory. So the tzitzis is reminding us now how it could be that a person could have known this very well and then forgotten it and somehow be pulled back. That I don't have a good explanation for. But the, the interplay seems to be something of that nature. That a person at one point was aware of his true definition, of his true identity in all its greatness. And then somehow got out of sight, out of mind, forgotten, and he was being pulled off in a very bad direction. And the tzitzit is pulling us back to remember who we truly are. We learned before about knowing who we truly are from what we really get pleasure from. That's in a more general sense. I'm a spiritual being. This is very focused. I'm the one who's entrusted with that holy mission, that beloved mission of bringing about Hashem's infinite kindness to myself and you know, in a certain kind of way, even for others as well, because we're all interconnected, especially because the Jewish nation is one unit. And our only true success is when we're all in together. The Sefer Haredim says that even the acceptance of Hashem as our king every day supposed to be done as a unit. Shema Yisrael means to come together. So the only full success in this mission is if we're all in. And of course, as many of us are in together and as a unit, the more powerful it is. The, the oneness of, of the Jewish nation has a very big role to play. So we are helping one another and of course, we are 
bring about Hashem's desire to give good to us. But that can be primary in my mind. I am a servant of Hashem to bring about his kindness. Okay, it will be very good. <laughs> the, the fullness of it, we don't really even understand because we can't relate to it because there's no muscle for it. We just know this is the maximum kindness that can be given, the maximum good that can be given. So a person appreciates that. I can see how it can be more powerful than any kind of a sort of self-centered interest. A person doesn't appreciate the kindness of Hashem. So then what he sees is his own, his own benefit. The one who can appreciate that, Rambam writes, one who is Yasha, so he will do what's good for its own goodness. So Hashem's infinite kindness, I am charged with that mission. Do I want to forget it? No, I don't want to forget it. <laughs> How do I maintain it? It's an amazing thing. It seems in Muslim that it's possible to be maintained. You know, simply speaking, we think that something that is beautiful, inspiring, that can be inspiring at a moment, but it doesn't last. But here Muslim Sharma is saying this could be our focus. Means it could be so embraced, so internalized, so so galvanized, so much of who I am, that this will be my, my, my target focus in everything I'm doing. It will be there, it will be, it will be with me. So, <laughs> it's okay if we don't see how right now. <laughs> well, at least we have something to strive for. Um, it's very important not to like pull away from something that we don't see we're a match for right away because it's not expected to be a match right away. So uh, we have to give ourselves a good patience to do all the learning. That's what Mr. Sharm says. His buyer has to become clear. He, even though he's telling us something here, <laughs> he's telling us how to live on the Sonic, but he's still also telling us that there's a lot of work for this to become clear. Maybe it's ongoing. Because the more we know of Hashem, the more clarity we'll have in it. And we'll never be totally finished. Which is also okay. Gary, does that help at all? <laughs> I'm sorry, I was a little winded. Okay. Baruch, it's a pleasure to be together. You're here. Yeah, yes, Rabbi, that 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 helped. I, I I couldn't get to the speaker button. I'm sorry. Not a problem. Not a problem. And yes, yeah, I'm that's very, that very helpful. Thank you. Baruch Yashakai, this is a treat. Thank you, thank you. Wonderful to be here. I hope we can keep in touch. And Gilad, wow, that's a special treat. Treat is mine, Rabbi. <laughs> Avi, hello. Thank you, Rabbi. So, so everybody say, tell me, do you think that you could relate to anything that I'm saying in an actual real-life way? Don't hesitate to tell me the truth. I don't want to feel good. I want honesty. If you think there's a possibility of relating to this, 
Let me know. And if you think there isn't, you got to let me know that too. <laughs> that does not mean you are forced to answer. You're just invited and encouraged and um, implored. Maybe it's too soon. Maybe you got to think about it. Maybe that's too simple. That's okay. But try to imagine that scene. There's something that is pulling you very powerfully and everything is sort of shoved aside. I can remember. I am the trusted agent of Hashem, the trusted evidence of Hashem to bring about his plan, his goodness, his kindness, his love. Wow. Through this situation itself. <laughs> this situation itself is going to be a critical means. Who knows? Maybe the situation itself will be the most powerful one in my life. Who knows? I never know which is the moment that will be the life-changing moment. Maybe my shutting down that, that phony deal is going to turn me around to put me on a course of continuous growth. And maybe that will define me. There's someone to think about to read Profiles and Courage by JFK. There's some good stories there about people who made tough decisions to do the right thing over and above uh, their personal interests, even in a very extreme way. I read it a long time ago. But you know, sometimes we're inspired by people that's not only the greatest tzaddikim, but they had moments of courage, personal courage. Can I ask you a question? Absolutely. Can I ask you a question? Please, um, go ahead. So I think I think I understand. It could be just because it's not something that I relate to as much. Maybe I'm not even mm -hmm. in the position to be able to swindle people to make a lot of money <laughs> or for my honor. If I was, okay. I don't know. But but um, okay. so I I kind of hear the direct correlation between the honor of being being the person who was given such a significant mission. So that's a very great honor. That's more than any honor I could ever get from all the money and all the prestige that people will give me. Mm -hmm. But when you're talking about a, a, a desire, so the, the only, I mean, the only way that I could think of it right now is like, is like this is much bigger than you. Meaning like you have a desire right now, there's something that you want, but you have like a really important mission. But, and like, that's very big. Right. But, but I, but, I, but it, it seems like you were saying more than, more than that. I don't know if that's, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to suggest, you know, drawing from the morale and novos, that's, that's it's not just that I have, not just that I have a mission a mission that's bigger than this, but that this is the very means 
Am I accomplishing that great mission? Is this desire that I have, very, very powerful desire, is itself the critical method, the indispensable method, the so designed and created method for the sake of my achieving that great mission. This is the battle where the, all that good will be achieved. Where the nation will be saved and the world will be saved from the forces of evil. That's taking place right here. Then it's almost like, oh, that's what this is for? That's, that's, that's what this is created? We'd have something to battle? Then what is it? That's all it is. And do I need it? Do I need it? Am I lacking? Am I empty? Am I deprived? Am I, am I, am I, am I needy? Am I down? What is, what, what, what is drawing me to it? So it's like, so like, it only can be in the form of an imaginary pull, which is really what it really is, for the sake of my being able to rise above it and then see through it. And then just wipe it out. In the presence of the kindness of Hashem, it has no existence. But even before that level, at least I know what it's given for. It's given for this struggle. It's able to achieve this, this goal. This is a part, is a critical part that's needed. The Machal is very clear. Very clear. in the morale it's all given for that. There's nothing else in my, in my life or in the entire world other than for the purpose of coming close to us. Oh, let's figure out how is that playing a role here? Oh, let's see. Okay. How can I address it? What, is, what does it take to... Let me, let, me, let me feel that pull and let me let it just float away. I'll observe it. I'll watch it. I'll be amazed by it. I'll say, no, thank you. Okay, Hill, your turn. Oh, uh -huh. sorry. Um, <laughs> No, I, 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 I heard everything you said. I need to digest it. Okay. I'll be looking forward to hearing the uh, results of that. <laughs> I hope it goes down well. <laughs> okay. Well, you hear that by making a smile, then it's all worth it. <laughs> okay. If anybody else has anything to share, it's the most welcome. Otherwise, you know, it's okay if we pause. Yes, Thank you very much. Thank you so much for being with me, for giving us the ability to be together. Okay. Have a nice evening. Good.